We are recording officially for our third week in a row. Let's go. I'm actually really proud of us. Like, Me this too. is really cool. I just have pretzel snack in my tooth. So, yeah. just one second, please. Just give us a second to uh, to get going. I kind of like this um, impromptu sort of thing that we do at the beginning of the episode where we sort of mm. just get ready to actually start talking about stuff. Mm. But I feel like it's very candid. I really have a pretzel stuck to the roof of my mouth. <laughs> right. Um, while Daniela gets sorted, Got I'll it. do the interview. Oh, okay. <laughs> do the intro then. Hi, guys. Welcome back to episode three. Wow. Who thought we'd get here? <laughs> um, this week's episode is fun. It really is. Yeah, it's we're in- excited. It's informative. It probably is going to be led by Amy, just because she holds the knowledge over this um, topic. <laughs> I'm so knowledgeable. But, you know, I'll be I'm throwing kidding. in my tidbits. My, my personal... Two little, cents worth. My two cents. Um, I am the peanut gallery. Daniela, <laughs> peanut gallery. Um, but yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, we're going to talk about the Enneagram, which is what we, we mentioned in our first episode. Yes. And we thought it would be really interesting to talk about today. So, without further ado, welcome to That's That. On, on that. that. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. I'll start with my interesting fact. Let's go. Let's go. My interesting fact. I, I kind of want to <laughs> like preface this by saying, have you ever thought about what space smells like? Oh, wow, never. Never. But that's like, interesting. Has it ever crossed your mind? Because when I read this mm. fact, I was like, that's bizarre that I've never thought of that. Yeah. Like, you think about space. I think about space a lot. Like, I love stars. Like, Would you ever go to space? 100%. Really? Because I wouldn't. Mm. I, if I had a free ticket, I wouldn't go. Why? It terrifies me. Like, beyond the point of just like... Yeah, that it's basically you're in like a vessel you know it's like you do this kind of stuff no i'm not going to space i think seeing earth from far away would put this perspective of how small i am into my mind that i would never be able to live life the same knowing physically how unimportant my personal life is to the bigger picture oh but you see like i look at it differently like i wouldn't say like, I understand where you're coming from, yeah. but I don't have that same fear. Like, for me, it's this amazing, yeah. incredible thing that kind of, on some level, would make my life more worthwhile. In in the sense that, okay. that like, instead of viewing myself as completely insignificant... Maybe that's, like, really pompous. Like, maybe I am insignificant. But, like, no. there's a part of me that's really romantic about, like, the way that I view life. In the sense that, like, I don't ever want to think of anyone's life as insignificant or unimportant Unimportant, yeah and so it's more about like for me what would you do with your life if you could see Mm. how small you really are I get that I do get that and yet what an impact you could have but also like I love the idea of like being a tiny and being able to see such beauty like I love stargazing it's like one of my favorite things to do it would be um, life-changing. Honestly, Like, it would yeah. change your life. Well, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind, yeah. you know. Someone get in contact with Amy. Someone at NASA, please come. 
please contact me. Feel free. Amy, no, you know, Instagram. I couldn't ever go to space because of my eyesight. I've really bad eyesight. Apparently, you have to have like really, really good vision. Oh, to like be in space. To be in space. Yeah. You in have terms to have of like, like in terms of health, like I'm getting sure. the go ahead from NASA and all of the space peoples. Yeah. And I have like terrible eyesight, so. Okay, never mind, NASA. Don't get in contact. No, still get in contact. Still get in contact, but she doesn't have good eyes. Yeah. Just know that. Spoiler alert. You know. but anyway, how does Earth okay, smell? Okay, so, so, not Earth. Space. I mean space. How does space <laughs> smell? Like, we know what Earth <laughs> smells like. The Earth is dying. We really need to get a grip. <laughs> smells like rotting. <laughs> yeah. No, um, space. This is the fact. Space smells like a combination of diesel fuel and barbecue, according what? to astronauts. Barbecue. Like, not just, like, petrol. Because, like, petrol... Is like yeah. I actually quite like the smell of petrol. Yeah, but like it's, like a, it's a very distinctive do. smell. Yeah. But like I would never match that with barbecue. Like barbecue, y'all guys like having a bride. Rying. Yeah, like the smell of meat. Why does it smell like that? I have no idea. Actually, I do have an idea. Oh, it's caused by dying stars. Oh, which I think is really cool. Okay, interesting. But I suppose it makes sense. Like if you bring it down to like a smaller scale, a barbecue is like where you're cooking something on a fire mm. right mm. i'm not entirely sure of the petrol diesel thing where that comes from yeah but at the same time like i've never smelt a star so <gasps> smelling a star how interesting wow very interesting mm. that sounds fun maybe you'll go one day and you can relate to that i'll let you know what it smells like yeah or you could be like they were talking absolute hogwash <laughs> nothing like this those astronauts knew those nothing people damn those people okay but that is very interesting yeah i also have a fact okay tell us i wouldn't say it's interesting it's kind of predictable maybe okay maybe let me actually ask you okay go for it do you think coca-cola the brand is available globally yes Okay, so every single country has Coca-Cola. Well, from the way you're phrasing this, it's probably not. Yeah. But, like, uh, my initial thought would have been, absolutely, yes, they're one of the most global brands. Yeah. Easily recognizable, yeah. iconic. Okay, well, actually, that's not the case. Okay, well, I figured so, the way you yeah. phrased that. So, North Korea and Cuba are the only places on Earth that you can't buy Coca-Cola. Do you think it's because of communism? Well, it's basically because of the long-term USA trade embargoes. Yeah, communism. Yeah, literally. 100%. Cold War. Yeah, but the thing is, is it's crazy personally because, like, I'm lucky enough to have traveled quite a lot yeah. to, like, overseas okay. places. And there's this kind of, like, comforting feeling knowing that, like, there's something you recognize, you know? And I feel like that is Coca-Cola for a lot of people. Because Coca-Cola yeah, and McDonald's. And McDonald's, exactly. Those two things. But Coca-Cola specifically, because you can go to a restaurant and they could literally not speak your language. But if you're like, can I have a Coke? Can I have a Coca-Cola? Like, it, everyone knows what it is. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And that's almost, in a way, comforting. But I think... It's not to say that Cuba and North Korea don't know what Coca-Cola no, is. No, 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 that's not what I mean. They I'm, just don't have it. Yeah, thing. because of, you know, reasons. But I'm saying it's crazy to think that there is a place where there isn't. But in saying that, um, apparently if you try hard enough, like you will find Coca-Cola, possibly through, like through the black market by like Mexico or China. But like apparently it would be like 
very expensive compared oh to like the United States. Imagine buying Coca Cola on the black market. Like, right? what if you like moved and like you loved Coca Cola? Like, if what if I went to Cuba and I was like, this is it for me? I actually really want to go to Cuba. Yeah. But anyway, that's besides the point. <laughs> like, North Korea is well, a different it's not, story. Because you won't be able to find Coke there. See, I don't really drink Coke. No, me neither. But still, it's a big deal breaker, maybe, for people. Maybe for some people out there, not us. Maybe people don't go to Cuba on holiday because they're like, what am I going to do without my Coke? Oh my goodness. Imagine not going on holiday to Cuba, <laughs> which you... is a beautifully culturally, like, incredible place Beautiful, to go. Colorful. And not go there because you can't buy Coke. You know, I'm sorry. What are you doing? I wouldn't be surprised. But they can find it if you look hard enough. Yeah, search the black market. Come on. If you really want to go to Cuba. If you're willing to spend three times the price. I wonder how much Coke goes for on the black market. Probably a lot. But like, what is probably a lot? Like, how Mm. much is a a normal can of Coke? 11 rand, 9 rand, yeah. 9 to 11 rand, depending on where you buy it. Yeah, so probably like 30. Maybe even more. I don't know. I don't know. That would be... I wouldn't buy it. Like, it's not a big deal for me. But it's interesting. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Fun fact. Fun fact, guys. Right. Let us know how much you like Coca-Cola. Yeah. I know someone who doesn't drink water. They just drink Coke. And I'm like, you are... Their kidneys are screaming. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're like, please. Uh, Give me something. Yeah. That's... Well, actually, no, they're just shriveled in sugar. That's all. Yeah. That's not great, though. No, that's not. You should get onto water, whoever you are. I'm not going to drag people on the podcast. No, no, no. I, we're not going to do that. Um, but yes, so today's episode, as Amy said, is yeah. on the Enneagram. After our interesting facts. Yeah. You're welcome. And um, she's just going to explain them about what they are. What is the Enneagram? Okay, yeah. Because so, I didn't know. So this might be helpful for you. Watching. I mean, listening. <laughs> this podcast. We, we, we're like performing to this microphone yeah. in my room. Like... Like, if you could really see us, like, maybe one day we'll film an episode. Yeah, we should, actually. It'll be fun. Yeah, but then we have to be YouTube stars, and I don't want to do that. You know? It's not my brand. That's, like, so not my brand. I have a good voice, not a face. I could be a good You know, my sister, she said to me, she listened to the first episode, and she's like, I love Dan's voice. I've never actually heard, because I talk about you all the time. The Cudgingtons love my voice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Hannah's getting a lot of shout-outs on this podcast. Yeah. Um, go follow her at Hannah Cotty. Yeah, she's more famous than all of us combined. Literally. So. Um. Anyway, she just finished Matric. Also, yeah. Shout out Hannah. Well done. It's a great time. Congratulations to all the Matrix who have just yeah finished. finished. These are going to be the best years of your life. Let me tell you. Uh, are they? I would say adulthood is not nice. Yeah, but high school. Okay, no, that's gosh. True. Get me out of there. <laughs> no, but it is fun. But anyway, that's not what we're speaking about today. Today we're speaking Daniela about the Enneagram. loves to like get like into a story and then like hype back and she's like, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. That's yeah, not what we're talking about today. Yeah, because uh, behind the scenes, we just filmed episode two and we spoke for over an hour. Okay, so I'm trying to be more understanding of your time as a listener <laughs> and... Of honestly, just how tired speaking becomes. So we're yeah, trying. but also like keeping it in a good format for the podcast. Yes. So you're right. Like let's exactly. talk about the enneagram. That's what we're here for. Okay, so the enneagram is a, I would call it like a framework within mm. which to understand yourself. 
it's a personality framework. I wouldn't call it a test because you can do an online test. There have been Enneagram mm. tests that you can take online and it'll tell you like, you're probably a seven or you're probably a four. But, yeah, it's not set in stone. But the thing about the Enneagram is exactly that. It's not set in stone. It's it It's more helpful if you analyze yourself and the people around you and say i think you would fit into this box because of this and this and this yeah or this type not box sorry i because i do want to be quite clear it doesn't box you in as much as other personality tests might because it, it gives you the space to say um this is what i'm like when i'm stressed this is what i'm like when i'm in a really good space a really happy place and these are the sort of things that drive me so let's maybe just like dive right in so that you know you as a listener are like oh yeah that's me or that's my friend or Mm. whatever and then we can sort of like talk about me and Daniela as well and then you can get to know us a bit better yeah so so we'll start from the beginning it's basically if you want to like maybe google it while you're listening to the podcast that might be helpful in terms of visualizing it um but the way that it's set up is on like a circle right so there's like nine types and it starts so think of a clock and then instead of 12 numbers you have nine numbers excuse me i just burped that's really gross we just ate pretzel snack god they're good anyway (laughs) tanya's like really really listening to me it's so cute Uh -uh. i want you to like interact with me i don't want to be like just yeah boring but i'm talking. very interested in this topic because i only recently found out about it so i'm not very knowledgeable but very interested okay so amy like really knows quite a bit about it yeah and i don't i couldn't like speak well the reason i my know, mind you know yeah the reason i know a lot about it is because my parents did a lot of research into it when they were younger yeah like before they had kids and then it's sort of been like an ongoing conversation in our home mm. in terms of getting to know each other better, which is actually really beneficial. Like, it is. Uh, and I would say like it's been really helpful for me growing up because I feel like I've had a really nice um, sort of framework within which to explore myself yeah. and sort of learn more about yourself. Did your parents do it for like a reason or no, were just interested? I, I, I don't know exactly, but I think they were just interested in it. Yeah. That's so, interesting. Yeah. So, like, let's go through maybe, like, the nine numbers, yeah. basically. And then we can chat more about each of them. So, number one is called the reformer. And it's, like, typically ones are, like, type A personalities. Yeah. Like, people already know of the one. It's, like, quite a quite a classic combination. I mean, quite a classic personality type. Yeah. It's, like, the perfectionist, you know. Someone who is rational and idealistic and they um, they see the world how, like, they the way they see the world is, like, how it could be. The way it could be perfect. But yeah. then they also then, on the other hand, see it's, like, the failings of the world. And that frustrates them. They the like, rationalities of the world. No, like... Um, like social justice like where things are wrong the reformer will want to change change that and they'll they'll be like very much concerned with 
getting things right and fixing things and and they like control and they like things to be organized they're very principled very self-controlled very perfectionistic almost to a fault but it's not a it's i don't mean that in a in a bad way just in a way where it's like it's really hard for them to recognize things that or it, it makes them really sad when things are not perfect yeah so like people that are like social justice is their kind mm, of thing yeah and things like when you do a lot of research i actually heard about um there's actually they've actually coined a term for like the anxiety that comes with like how our earth is like rapidly you know becoming just not cute it's called <laughs> eco anxiety oh okay and i feel like that is something that would probably like affect do you know what i mean that affect yeah. that anxiety that Definitely. comes with the the perfection not being there yeah 100 percent. well i think um perfectionists in general do experience anxiety yeah um because things naturally are not perfect yeah exactly so if you if your motivation in life is for things to be perfect then you're going to get anxious and you're going to get upset when things are not perfect yeah and that's really sad yeah um and, and it's so a like, hard place to be in because mm, it happens very often. Yeah. But you'll find that like ones are very, very principled and mm. very like good at what they do because they're, they want to make sure that everything that they do is perfect. Yeah. Um, they're very driven. Um, my mom's a one. I don't know. Do you know any ones? I don't think I know any ones. Um, but I just want to say that they they like the improvers like i just mm-hmm. they they seem to want to improve and i mean i'm sure i know a one but i can't think off the top of my head but i feel like we all know a one do you know what i mean i'm sure we do it's quite like a common personality type in my opinion like um maybe yeah. also no, maybe not common because that doesn't really exist but it's very easily identifiable like you can tell yeah, when someone's a one yeah yeah but anyway what's a two a two is the helper. So this is Daniela. Daniela can, she can talk more about herself in a minute. I'll just give a brief intro to what the two is. But the two is the helper, the caring, interpersonal type. So yeah. twos love, like caring for other people. They mm. love helping. They love, they just love to love people. Basically, yeah. It's like they're always going to be attentive. They're always going to be there when you need them. Yeah. And even when you don't need them, they'll be like. I'm here if you need me. How can I help you? Um, They're very generous. Often they're people-pleasing. Yeah. And then the other side of the two, because obviously every personality type has, I want to say a good and a bad, and I don't mean it like you're horrible. Yeah. It's just that every personality type has a place where they go when they're not in a good mood or when they're feeling sad or emotional or... You know, and then and then your behavior out of that becomes a certain way. So for the yeah. two, you become quite possessive, mm. and you become quite you can become quite resentful mm. because you feel like other people don't care for you as much as you care for them. Yeah, which is actually a big thing in my yeah. life. So so it's like you care for people so much and you love people so much, mm. and then if they don't love you back. Or, or they don't love you back how you want them to love you yeah. back. 
I then can, you like, can become resentful. Yeah, I can speak on this too for you guys to understand how it can become like personal in the sense of like how you can attach yourself to like a type. Yeah. And I feel like obviously there's people, Amy can maybe um, describe like the wings, you oh, know, yeah, how yeah, it's yeah. like this and that. But I feel like there are people that really just like fit. Do you know what I mean? Okay. And I yeah. feel like I'm a two like through and through. Like yeah. when I actually found out about this test, um, when we were away and we were sitting together, me, Amy, and both our boyfriends, and Amy and her boyfriend are quite clued up on this matter, and me and my boyfriend, like, weren't, and we were kind of explaining what they were, like, they were speaking mm. to us, being like, I think this is you, I think this is you, and, like, when two came up, like, everyone, like, almost in chorus was like, Dan- that is Daniela, yeah. like, and it just really is, like, mm. I really do... I would say that two, if you had to, like, give it a name, is, like, the giver. Like, it really is, like, you give and you give. And I feel like I am that person. And I feel like speaking like this can seem a bit, like, ooh, like, she thinks so highly of herself. But that's not what I'm saying. Like, Yeah. Well, I, well let me explain, like, from that weekend when we were away, just, like, as an, a minute example, we had been making dinner and we'd just been for a hike. And Daniela was, like... It was the boys' turn to do dinner. They were, like, making dinner. And Daniela, I had to, like, force her to sit on the couch. Because I was like, stop trying to help them. We made dinner yesterday. They're making dinner now. They're going to be fine in the kitchen. Like, And I'm like, please, can I just, like, do that? Like, yeah. And she was like, have you got the oven? Yeah. Yeah. Is the oven? I mean, they did burn the rolls. But (laughs) that's, yeah. You know, that's fine. But But she was trying to, like, she was always, and it was, like, hard for her to, like, not help. Yeah. And I was like, you need to just relax but and enjoy this time. We can just have a conversation, like, you know. Yeah. And understanding the Enneagram is you don't, it's not always, like Amy said, a positive. It's not that, oh, I'm this giving person and I love to give and I never have any issues with just giving and giving and giving. Like, trust me, like, really awful stuff comes content. from that. Yeah. Like, opening your heart and giving so much. Like Amy said, like, a big thing for me personally is I have a problem with like expectations Mm. so I sometimes feel like I give 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 and then people don't give it back but it's not because they don't want to or they don't see me giving it's just that's not them that's not how they Mm. show their love and their appreciation which for me giving is really how I show my like I I don't I love giving way more than I love receiving (laughs) I'm I'm sorry (laughs) that's you right now like I just I but sometimes you need to adjust your expectations to feel more love. Oh, a hundred percent. You know, you need to be like, you know, so and so is loving me in this way, and they're doing this, yeah. even though that's not exactly what I would have done in the situation. Yeah, they are still expressing love to me. Exactly. Like I've had whole arguments over this, being like, you don't care, you don't love me. I do this for you, and you do, and you don't do this for me. That's not the point. Do you know what I mean? It's We're not all the same people. Yeah. And it, it's a big struggle, I feel like, for twos to understand that, like, not everyone is going to care as much as you do. Yeah. And care is a big word because care is different for every single person. Yeah. People will show you care in completely different ways. But for me, care comes so organically in being like, yeah, it's can like I so help? intrinsically part of who Exactly. You are. Can I do this for you? Do you want me to come here? Would it help you if I do this? Like that's mm. just so intrinsically who I am. Yeah. That when people aren't like that, I'm like, 
do you even care about me? Like, you don't you care know? about anything. Yeah, and then in and my head, like, mm. I'll have this whole, like, like this, this toying of emotions being like, but I did this and they didn't do that. But it's not, it's not a competition. You can't mm. weigh it yeah. out like that. You can't. And also everyone's different. You can't equate what you've done that someone hasn't done mm. because what something they've done, you haven't done. Do you know what I mean? It just, mm. that's not how it works. It's also like yeah. love languages, but we don't have to go into that. Well, we can talk about that another time. Yeah. But I think like let's, let's move on to the other types because otherwise we're going to run out of yeah. time. Amy, take us to three. Three. So the type three is the achiever. Yeah. Um, the achiever, I mean, I feel like it's in the word. They're very success orientated, mm. very like practical, pragmatic. Um, they... Like anyone who's like very, very successful and very like aware of their success mm. and like very success driven is could potentially be a three. Um, I think what's interesting about the three is that they're very image conscious. So um, like performance. Yeah. So they're very, very self-critical mm. and but at the same time, they believe in themselves to a T like they won't they back themselves. They're like, yeah. I'm going to excel and I'm going to do it and I'm going to work so hard. And, yeah. But at the same time, like sometimes they're the ones who have these really great ideas, but they're not great at like delegating tasks okay. or like kind of how my dad has described threes to me sometimes is that they want to achieve and they will like... Any, they'll do anything to achieve. So, like, their success is earned. Like, they really yeah, do... So they can... So, it, so as as we've mentioned, like, there's obviously a good side and a bad side. Yeah. So, the good side is that they're, they're so dedicated to their craft. Mm. They love what they do because they want to be successful. So, they're yeah. not going to, you know... Back down. They're not going to back down. They're really... So, if you, like, need inspiration, look for a three. Yeah. Um, and potentially you are one and you you know what it's like to to feel very strongly that you want to achieve um and you're very driven but at the same time they will do whatever it takes and sometimes that can be a bad thing yeah you know like you can just like leave people by the wayside the people you hear about that are so work driven that like they have like no relationships because it's it's gone to a point where it's just like work 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 yeah for success Mm. until they get that success so it could yeah so it's like it's strange you have to be like quite self-aware i I think as a three in order to have a well-balanced life because yeah because you you could have a really really successful relationship because that's your personality type you're motivated towards success excellence and you want that yeah but if you are not like aware of how you are interacting with other people and mm. that like other people might not be as like driven as you or ambitious or yeah. you know image conscious you're going to struggle with like the relationship mm. like the two is much more relational and much more let me give let me care and the three is much more like let me be driven yeah so that one is like, I don't know. It's a tricky one to 
to say as well because a lot of the other types can also be very successful it's not yeah, to say no, that like a three is the only person yeah. ever who's going to be successful that's not it if you know um, three become a three fast <laughs> like but yeah I'd, I'd recommend like if you think you're a three definitely do some more research on it um because i don't know enough about threes i don't know any threes i don't think yeah actually no i don't think that's true i think i know a couple but um it's yeah. quite a tricky one to to <laughs> diagnose yeah diagnose then let's talk about the four the four is me so amy um, i'm such a four uh the four is the individualist which means you want to be unique it's the need to be unique it's the sensitive withdrawn type mm. um where <laughs> i could drag myself forever for how sensitive i am yeah um but I don't think it's sensitive in, like, I'm so sensitive to everyone else's emotions and I'm, like, so, like... Like an empath. Every, no, I am an empath, definitely. But, I mean, I don't mean, like, everybody hurts me all the time. Yeah. Sensitive. I mean sensitive in the, in the sense that I can really, really feel other people's emotions. Yeah. In an empathetic, empathetic way that is almost painful. Like, it's, it almost becomes this, this, like, depressing... I feel so much like of the pain in the, the world. Pain. Yeah, I take it on really, yeah. really deeply. Um, fours are very expressive, very dramatic. Yeah. Um, can you tell? Can you tell, <laughs> yeah. Quite self-absorbed, which is a um, little bit awkward. Um, mm. But just because, like, just because we can be self-absorbed, it doesn't mean we always are. Yeah. It's more like... I can become like completely absorbed in my own emotions. Like I'm mm. not afraid of emotion at all. But also self self-absorbed doesn't mean like if you think of that word quickly, you think of like, you know, like bratty, like it's all about me. Like it mm. doesn't have to be like that. It can be like personally self-absorbed in the sense that like your emotions can really take a toll on you because mm. all you do is think about your emotions. Yeah, you know and what you're I mean? like always feeling emotional. And emotional doesn't always mean sad yeah. it can it can so the four has typically um problems with melancholy yeah which is a direct quote from the enneagram website <laughs> <laughs> problems with melancholy yeah in the sense that um <laughs> i have a tendency towards depression i'll just put it out there yeah um and that's something i'm really trying to work on because mm. as much as like i really do enjoy deep emotions and I really enjoy a lot more than other people talking about my emotions yeah. and like dwelling on them it can be really difficult for other people to do that like some people just don't enjoy talking yeah. about their emotions some people find it too difficult some people want to be happy all the time mm. and so talking about sadness or like being sad is not something that they Takes enjoy away from their whereas like yeah. I don't actually mind being sad that sounds like a strange thing to say. I don't no, like being yeah. depressed. Depressed and sad are very different. Very different, yeah. But sadness, I think, can be a really beautiful emotion. And I think the fact that I'm saying it can be a really beautiful demotion... Demotion? Emotion <laughs> is a very full thing to say. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but sadness is just as important as happiness. Yeah. Fours are very creative as well. And very much unique like we don't like to be like anybody else yeah i'm 
different. I'm different. I'm special. Have you seen that Jughead, um, like quote from Riverdale? No. I don't watch Riverdale. Please don't come for me. But it's so cringe. <laughs> but it's so like iconic to that kind of like oh, yeah. person. Because you know how he wears that like beanie with like the little like triangles around oh, it. Oh yeah. And he's like, I'm different. I'm not like anyone else. I'm a weirdo. And I'm like, yikes, you're making me feel so uncomfortable. <laughs> but that's how I kind of see fours. Yeah, you know that, I mean? no, that is, that they is me. Like, that's how I see, that's how I see myself yeah, as they well. Like, like, they like, don't like, like their personal hell would be someone that's like them. Yeah, like in high school, <laughs> it used to drive me insane. Yeah. Like I would do something and like, and then everyone would copy me. Yeah. And I'm like, ugh. Like, I'm trying to be unique. Yeah. (laughs) Like, with the Fiel Raven Kankin bag. Yeah. I got one before everyone got one. And then, now it's like the Visco girls all have them. And I'm like, ugh, I can't take it outside anymore. There's even a store in the waterfront. (laughs) A whole Fiel Raven Kankin store. An oop, an oop. An oop, an (laughs) oop. What is it? An oop, an oop. Yeah, that's Amy. (laughs) No, it's not. That's Amy's personal health. Yeah. Okay. Type five is the investigator. Yeah. This can sometimes be confused with a four because both are very like deep thinking, very um, provocative, Mm. very, very thoughtful and um, introspective. But the five is a lot more like, I'd say cerebral, Mm. like very much like Bill Gates is a five, for example. Yeah. Like if you've watched the Bill Gates documentary on Netflix would highly recommend. Mm. It's like very obvious he's a five. He's like very much in his head, very much loves solving problems. Yeah. Loves, yeah, like it's, he's an investigator, loves innovation um, and loves learning things. Which it's can like, bring up the isolation. Yeah, so the uh, isolation is the other side of it, is that mm. if you're always in your head, naturally you're going to, well, yeah, you're naturally going to isolate yourself. Mm. So fives often have to be very deliberate about forming relationships. Because, yeah. like, other types form relationships a lot more easily. Yeah. Um, but you talk about a bit more about fives because Luke's a five. So maybe you know, like, what it's like. Yeah. So my boyfriend's a five. And we actually thought he was a four. Yes. In the beginning. And Amy did say that there can be that confusion. But, like, what she said now is that they do have this, like, drive to be, like... You know what I think the confusion comes in? Is Mm. that I would say fives, like you said, are quite, like, innovative. And, like, you know, they want to, like, find out things. And they want to, you know, make things that are, like... You know, they want to just get the answer and do this and, you know, try new things. And I'll say that's very much, like, my boyfriend. Like, he will sit for hours to try and figure out how to do something and the best way to do it where I like couldn't care less like I'm just like whatever you know Mm. and I think that can be confused with the four when the four like you know wants to be like not different but they want to find like new ways and like new things and you know they're quite like unique in their way of moving and like doing things and that innovative and uniqueness can kind of yeah. coexist in a way but there is a difference yeah no definitely um i i would say um i'm not as i'm i'd say 
I've got the more emotional side. Mm. And um, I'd say Luke, as a five, is much more like thinking. Yes. And I think that's probably the major difference. Yes. Um, obviously, the more you go into the Enneagram, the more you find out. But I feel like we don't have time for that in this yeah. first episode. So we can talk more about like wings and... Um, where you go like where you go in stress and where you go in a good place because briefly each of the types will be like you can identify which type you are by your main motivation in mm. life so in a type one it's the need to be perfect in type two it's the need to give or the need to help or the need to love or yeah the need to be needed essentially mm. like you need other people to need you the three is the need to achieve. Um, and then the four is the need to be unique. And the five is the need to know. Yeah. Um, and then we'll obviously go six, seven, eight, nine now. But um, you, your, you, your type then can go to two different numbers. Yeah. One in stress and one in a good place. And also then the numbers that are on the sides of your main number can also influence you. So you can have elements. So if you're, say for me, example, I'm a four, I have elements of a five. I don't have much three in me. So yeah. like those are your wings because your main number is, so my name, my, my name is Amy. My <laughs> main number is, is uh, four. And then my wings are three and a five because they're on the side of four. Yeah. But I lean more towards the five in terms of wings. Yeah. Um, and then in, t in times of stress, I go to a two. And in times of good space, I go to a one. And it's hard to explain on the podcast because I was you need say, a, I think a diagram. Like Amy said in the beginning, like if you are super interested, do like search the diagram because it shows you where all the types go. It shows you the wings mm. that are next to you. And you can, by us explaining the nine types gives you a very good understanding. And then you can go and see where you go by understanding what we've said about the types. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, if you, you, if you go to research, a two, yeah. you now know what a two means. And then you can relate that to your own personal life. Yeah. But I was just going to say, I think the big difference between a four and a five is the four is the sensitive and the five is like the intense, like it's quite intense. Like mm. a five is quite an intense personality like type. Like mm. intense seems bad, but it doesn't have to be bad. Like they're just intense and deliberate about their things and what they want to do and mm -hmm. achieve. And yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And they, they're not as depressive as four. Yeah. <laughs> but the six. The six is, um, interestingly, interesting fact. Yeah. Input here. The six is, the most common yes type about i'd say what 50 percent of the population mm. maybe i'm wrong maybe i've got the stats wrong but last time i checked it was about 50 percent of the population are sixes yeah so and it makes sense when she explains to you so the six is the loyalist the six is the need for security, essentially. They like things to be stable. They like things to be structured. They like order. Mm. And they're very, very loyal. They're committed. Like, if you are with a six, they're going to be, like, the best. They're going to be loyal to you no matter what. I always think of sixes as people that, like, really love a routine. 
Like mm. they really yeah. just love the, the They're very responsible. Yeah, you know? the feeling of like the continuous like mm. you know, the way that life just keeps on moving and moving. Whereas I, I hate routine. Like I really hate to be like loyal to something. Yeah. Like I love to like change it up, move around. Whereas yeah. I feel like sixes, sixes thrive love off of that same routine. like routine, continuous kind yeah. of cycle. Um but having said that, they thrive off that and then they get anxious when mm. things are not like that. Yeah. And so then that's the other side of the personality type. Yeah. They're quite like suspicious of change. They're very suspicious of authority. Yeah. Um, of, of things that are going to threaten. Hello? What is that noise? Okay. Okay. Let's just keep Never going. Mind. There was just a very loud noise there. Yeah. Um, the sixes are quite suspicious of anything that is going to threaten yeah. their norm. Yeah. Their happy place. Yeah. I feel like I know a few sixes. Oh, no, me too. Me too, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then seven. Seven is often perceived as like the life of the party. Yeah. Seven is the enthusiast. That's the name given to them by the Enneagram. But my my favorite thing, because I know quite a few sevens, mm. and sevens are always so much fun to yeah. be around. They're busy. Their main motivation in life is to be happy. They love life. They just love life. Yeah. And they love the good things in life. So, so they're very... They very much don't like pain they mm. merit they want to avoid pain at all costs it because it takes away from happiness and, yeah. and joy um but they're always going to be the life of the party they're always going to be the social butterfly mm. um they're very self-confident very versatile yeah um and very spontaneous they love to just like go and explore they love an adventure they seem like the kind of people that, like, if something goes wrong, it's like, drop it and go. Do you know what I mean? Like, that didn't serve me well. Like, let's yes. move on. Very much like, if you have a fight or a flight, they're going to be the flight. Yeah. They're going to be like, if something goes wrong, I'm out of here. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go look for the, the next best Whereas thing. Whereas a lot of people would, like, fight through that and try to, like, maybe break it down. Like, you know, try and move mm. on with it. Whereas I feel like they would be like, mm, peace, I'm out. Like, yeah, like this later. is not serving me. Yeah, bye. bye. Gonna go for happiness. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go for happiness. On the highway to happiness. <laughs> <laughs> so my boyfriend is a seven, and he's yeah. one of the most fun. I was gonna say enigmatic, but that's a more romantic word. Difference between me and He's fun. <laughs> no, but he's like, he'll light up the room. When yeah. You, when you are there, and he's, but also it has to be when he's enjoying the space. Mm. He's like, so much fun. Always tell a funny story. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna, yeah, he's just a fun time. Um, totally fun. Yeah. He's like the type of person that like looks for fun. Like, let's have mm. fun time. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, those kind he's of He's always like looking for the best things in life. Yeah. But the like other side of the, the seven is that they're easily distractible. Yeah. Which makes sense. I was about to say, it makes a lot of sense. And they're quite scattered. So, so they can like so for example like matt likes to well not likes to but he tends to like leave stuff sitting around mm. instead of packing it away 
and mm. then that can become quite scattered and then yeah. you can become frustrated with that because you can't find what you're looking for yeah you know like oh i need to like clip the cat's nails i can't find the nail clippers mm. and there they are under like four jerseys and yeah. a box you know yeah um it can become like that yeah but yeah all in all the seven is very fun 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 um the eight let's keep going the eight my sister's an eight so she she is a challenger the eight loves not loves confrontation but they they are so questioning in their nature Sorry, I was trying to think of the right word there. So that was that what that massive pause was. <laughs> but like, she was just staring into the. Yeah, door. I was like, like clenching my fists, like powerful. Yeah, you know, they're very much powerful. A lot of like world leaders would be eights. Yeah. Um, just because they're really good at getting a crowd together to believe in one thing because they are so passionate about that one thing, mm. and very dominant. Very dominant. Very like self confident, and. Like, Hannah's, like, so passionate about certain things. And and she will convince you of those things. Yeah. And often it will be, it's like, social justice. They often, eights are challenges of the system. Which and, makes sense for leaders. But it can also be quite not great for leaders in the sense that they can be quite brash and can yes. be quite, like... It could turn into, like... A dictatorship yeah if you take it the wrong yeah. way if you don't that like dominating powerful yeah like, you know like those are all also like words for like dictators yeah exactly so it, it could be good and bad yeah and it's sort of more about like how you use your self and that your I, power I just really just paused a lot use there. Yours. yourself she's just trying to make it you know like yeah but they can be very decisive and willful and and confrontational. Yeah. So yeah. Challenger. Asks yeah. questions. Like isn't like, okay to settle for the status quo. Like stubborn. Yeah. Because like, stubborn also sounds negative, but it's not. Like, you know, like hard headedness. That like mm. but why? But, but how why can? is it like that? That's not fair. Yeah, I don't you know? like that. Like let's And it, that can be annoying when they're a child. No, it and can. you're like, but oh why? my god. Why? But yeah. why? But why? Why? And I'm like, oh my goodness, because <laughs> get with it. Yeah. But it can grow into a beautiful, beautiful powerful. challenger. Very yeah. powerful. Yeah. And then the nine is the peacemaker. Now, if you've been listening and you think, I don't fit into any of these, or I fit into all of these, yeah. you could potentially be a nine. Yeah. The nine is very much a peacemaker, very much like goes with the flow, kind of. Like, they're agreeable. Very easygoing, yeah. We kind of thought I was a nine for a minute, remember? Yeah. They just kind of... They just... Complacent. They can be complacent, yeah. Um, But they're very agreeable, very reassuring, very much like, I can totally see where you're coming from. But then they can also totally see where the other guy's coming from. Easygoing. So that's what I mean. Yeah, very easygoing. But that's what I mean when I say, like, if you identify with quite a lot of these different types, it's probably because you're a nine and it's probably because you're like, I can understand where you're coming from. I can understand where you're coming from. They're very much... Understanding. (laughs) Understanding, yeah. Yeah. They can be quite... um, they they can get like very overwhelmed and very tired and can yeah. 
and can then just sort of shut down. They can be quite lazy. Um, and then sort of, it's, it's a tricky one because it's probably the hardest to recognize unless yeah. you are a nine. Um, and you're like, yeah, I can sort of see I'm, I'm probably a nine. I'm very receptive to all of these different personality types. I'm very easygoing. Mm. Um, I find myself being very tired if I've had to like exert a lot of energy mm. into a situation. Um, but if they are passionate about something, they're going to be really successful at it because they're going to find the energy to put into that mm. thing. If not, they're just going to be quite lazy, quite grumpy, like, you know, complacent. The, yeah, the nines are always the people, like, you know when you're having an argument, okay, in, like, a bigger group of people, they're always the people that are like, okay, guys, but, like, let's just hear what she has to say or, like, let's just try and figure a way, like, because mm, he's... Very, like, yeah, rational. Like, he's speaking his mind, you're speaking your mind, you're both making sense, you know, mm. instead of being like, no, he's right, you're wrong, it's, like, just, like, a... Yeah, very much the peacemaker. Yeah, I mean, that's what they are. The peacemakers. They don't like confrontation, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, me. <laughs> I'm not a nine, but I hate confrontation. Yeah. No, I find it very interesting, um, like, the combination of all of them. Yeah, and I would highly suggest doing some more research. There are some Instagram pages. Let me actually find... Yeah, let's, like, quickly... There's a very good one called Nine Types Co. Co. So just... N-I-N-E-T-Y-P-E-S-C-O. And it's this, like, woman, Steph Baron Hall, that just speaks about Enneagrams in a nice, like... Yeah, but it's really cool because it's very, like, visually puts yes. it out for you. And then it also, like, gives you information about the types... Yeah. Um, ...when they're in certain places and, like, yeah. what to do and how to understand the other types, especially, like, if you're in a relationship with them. Yes. Or... You want to buy them a gift. Like so she's to, done like a little gift guide for yeah. Christmas, which is super cute. Or like, like how to approach a like three or like, you know, like mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah. So definitely go check that out at Nine Types Co. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, today I think that's going to wrap up what we're speaking about for the Enneagram because yeah. otherwise we're going to end up sp be speaking forever. There's so much though you can learn and... So much also on so the internet. Much, it's so accessible. Mm, I think it's like a really lovely like framework within which to understand your friends it's very interesting. and to understand yeah. yourself and to say like this is what are like my redeeming qualities and yeah. these are sort of my flaws and recognize yeah. that your flaws are part of who you are and exactly like, and and sort of if you have a better understanding of yourself you can also understand where to to improve in the sense yeah. that you don't ever want to just stay the same no. and like you know, you want to grow and you want to improve your relationships and you want to be at, in a healthier space. And it's so good for your mental health as well to, yeah. like, know more about yourself and about mm. the people around you. And it can improve your relationships with everyone. Everyone around pretty you. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you'd agree. Yeah. But in wrapping up that, I think, do your research. It's really interesting. Just search Enneagram on Google and, like, a lot of stuff comes up. Look yeah. on Instagram. And you just, spell it E-N-N-E-A-Gram. Yeah. I think. Yeah. No, you do. Um, and now that we've started doing shout-outs, yeah. Amy has an interesting shout-out this week. Yes. So in the spirit of learning about yourself yeah. and self-love and appreciating who you are, mm. I wanted to shout-out two of my favorite pages on Instagram. Um, 
because they really, really do some cool stuff. Look, maybe I'm a basic white girl and I like love things that are visually pleasing. No, I also do. They're but great. like, honestly, it makes me like I want to just like print all of this stuff out and like put it on my wall. Yeah. Um, but the one page is called Self Care is for Everyone, and they're great. I yeah. follow them too. And they're just they're so cute. They they do like. They do, like, illustrations, and then... I also... What I like about them, personally, is that, like, it feels... I mean, this is very, like... um, What's the word? Like, oh, Daniela, like, you're trying to be so deep. But, like, sometimes you really feel like you ha- you're the only person that has this problem. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you're dealing with something so severely and so intensely by yourself that you're like, there's no way anyone feels like this. Yeah, no one understands yeah, No me. one understands. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> Going back to Jughead. Jughead, yeah. Um, but they just have these, like, little things. Um, yeah. Like, this one I'm looking at right now is things that help when I'm feeling stressed. And it's just, like, have a shower, take something off my to-do list, like, mm. eat a snack, drink some water. It's all obviously basic things and, and, like, things... Nothing revolutionary, but it's just nice to see. But I think it's also... it. it is revolutionary in a sense because it's all of these things that we're feeling yeah but it's a an affirmation that people feel Feel the same way as you and like sort of like let's relate to each other let's engage in conversation like let's be open you know it's okay to feel sad it's okay to you know take the time that you need and all of it's beautifully illustrated it's very much like care for your mental health and it's what i like about that specific page is it's not just self-care for yourself like self-love it shows you like what boundaries you should set to have a healthy relationship. Yeah, like, like they do talk about a lot of really, like, yeah, pertinent it's things. It's just self-care and care in general in, like, just perpetuating, like, a healthy mental life. Not just personally. Yeah. Like, how you can set boundaries with your partner and mm. how you can say no to certain things and how you don't have to, like, you know, be this mm. great, great person. Like, there's boundaries in life and those yeah. are self-care. Boundaries are self-care. Like, mm. they are. And then the other page is on a similar sort of uh, wavelength. wavelength. Is called Artsy Affirmations, Ooh. which is very cute. It's very like um, the color scheme of the page itself is just really, really aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. But it's like a reminder in beautiful visual, like Ooh, this is animations of things that you should often remind yourself, but you often don't. Mm. So, like, there's a quote here. There's always been a rainbow hanging over your head, which is a quote from Casey Musgraves. Um, and she's, like, beautifully illustrated. Mm. Um, Life is better in pyjamas. Le- and then it's got this cute thing, um, like a costume picker for Halloween. But it's all, like, very, very beautifully illustrated. Yeah. Um... There's a Venn diagram here where the two circles are exclusive. They don't overlap at all. And it says, the one thing says things that def- things that define you. And the other one says your job, your mental health, your relationship yeah. status, your mistakes. And it's supposed to obviously say none of those things define you. Um, yeah, I just think it's really a beautiful page. So check it out at Artsy Affirmations. Yeah, and I if you're think it's interested. Um, we should wrap this up, and I mm-hmm. want to wrap it up on a cute little quote Go that we're talking about self care and self love. So you are bigger than what is making you anxious, and I think that is a nice little message to end on. Yeah, I think life that's gets that. hard, but that's not you, you know. Yeah. So 
that's that on that. Woohoo! We'll see you next week. See you next week. Four. Bye, guys. Bye. Do, 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 do. Yep.